Are you a single mom who worries that you're messing up your kids? Do you feel like life is a constant struggle? Do you have big dreams and know that you were meant for more, but in your day-to-day life, you feel like you just don't have enough time to move forward with what you want? If this is you, I'm so glad you're here. I'm Jordan Rios, author, life coach, blogger, overcomer, and single mom of seven kids. This is the Thriving Single Moms Podcast. Welcome to the Thriving Single Moms podcast, and I'm your host, Jordan Rios. And on this episode of the podcast, I have with me Linda Thompson, and I'm just going to read her bio really quick. Linda is a seasoned licensed mental health therapist with a master's in clinical mental health counseling and an advanced certificate in applied behavior analysis. She has been a licensed mental health counselor since 2015. Passionate about empowering clients, Linda utilizes cognitive behavioral therapy to guide her clients to rediscover personal wholeness and thrive emotionally. Recognizing the struggles of overachieving women, Linda recently incorporated coaching into her services. Through this program, she assists women in organizing their lives, discovering their authentic purpose, and aligning with it. Together, they navigate a transformative journey of self-discovery, streamline priorities, and foster resilience. Linda's coaching involves strategic planning and mindset shifts, enabling women not only to get their shit together, but also to thrive in fulfilling their true purpose. With a supportive and personalized approach, she helps them build a foundation for a purpose-driven, balanced, and harmonious life aligned with their deepest aspirations. A foundation for a purpose-driven. Okay, sorry, I read that read that twice. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> welcome, welcome, Linda. I'm so excited thank to have you on the podcast. So thank you so um, much. I'm excited to be here. That is awesome. So, Linda, before we dive in, can you just tell us where you're from? So I am located in Long Island, New York, um, specifically okay. in Port Jefferson. If anybody knows Long Island out there. Okay, awesome. I forgot to, I, I meant to ask you that and I just had forgotten mm. to include that. But yeah, so Linda, I want to dive right in and I want to talk about success. So, and the reason why this just really struck me as I was reading your bio, and this is something that's just a huge core value in what I talk about in the podcast and in all of mm. my content and social media is we're all about dismantling the myth that single moms cannot have a life of success on their own terms. Right. And so I just want to talk about, before we dive into single moms, I want to talk about just mothers in general. How would you, with your clinical background, your coaching background, yourself personally, how would you define success for mothers in today's world? So uh, this is interesting when when I think about this, because if you asked me this question eight years ago, 10 years ago, when I was, you know, in my prime of starting out, I would have had a different answer. And now that I've had the experience I have, and I am a mother and um, I've grown in many years, honestly, personally, success means that you are waking up, 
you are aligning yourself with your true values. You are doing what it is that you feel is right by what you stand by. And your children are healthy. If your children are fed, they're healthy and they're growing, you are successful because that is one of our primary jobs, right? And that's, that's a huge job to keep another life thriving. Um, so to be able to do that, wake up and keep doing it every day, that is success. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I think that's really going to, what you just said is really going to resonate with so many of my listeners who are single moms, because, you know, even though I just said how I'm for dismantling the myth that single moms can't have a life of Mm -hmm. success on their terms, sometimes not only single moms, just, you know, I think this can be a female tendency in general Mm -hmm. to set the bar too high for ourselves and set ourselves up for failure because we feel like we're not doing enough. Yeah. We we're, yeah, we're and, exactly. and and I think that co- I think that comes from a lot of places. I think it comes from social media is a big one, the comparison, mm-hmm. you know, with other people and um also and and just society itself puts so much pressure on women. You can't win no matter if you're measuring your success by society standards, you're yeah. not going to win no matter how hard you try because you're going to no. You're going to you're going to fail by someone else's standards. So I think that's where having creating a life of success on your terms yes. is so critical to measure your success. Yeah, it has, yeah. it has to come intrinsically from inside. Would you agree with that? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think it's so important for for women in general, no matter what stage you're at, as far as a mother goes, um, for you to understand what it is that you want to achieve. And what your standards are for yourself so that you aren't living up to somebody else's expectation. We're living up to our own. And that's something I work with, with my, um, my my clientele is that looking at our realistic goals and um, thriving to move towards that and moving in a way that we are growing in the process as well. Okay. I want to, something you just said really stuck out to me. Moving towards realistic goals and making sure we're growing in the process. Yeah. Um, I feel like realistic goals are where it's at. Mm-hmm. And um, but then also making sure you're growing in the process. That just brought to mind I'm a former teacher. I was a public school mm-hmm. teacher for 10 years. And one thing we always talked about in education that's uh, definitely a, an issue in real life as well is growth versus achievement. Yeah. And so um, could you kind of talk to us about kind of like what is your. When you think of growth versus achievement, when you think of, you know, those magical moments when we achieve our goals, mm-hmm. but then the growth along the way to get there. Can you talk to us about that and how we can, you know, what are, what are you what are you what are your thoughts about growth versus achievement? And I know, I'm not saying they're mutually exclusive, but I just like yeah. to hear your take on it. Yeah, of course. So, um, I mean, listen, my whole life, I've been a Um, Uh go-getter. I've been an overachiever. That's something that, you know, I would set goals and I would go hard until (laughs) until I got to it. Right. But then I found at a young age too, that once I got to the goal, I, I fell short, something fell short. Either I was expecting something else or I was diving into the next goal and like the next achievement. And it was like, 
you know, chasing that high of like trying to get somewhere to be achieved, to be, you know, recognized, to be acknowledged, to be appreciated like that. That's a high, you know, but I didn't realize until later in life. Again, I, I say I just turned 40. So I feel like this is the year that I'm starting to realize everything. And I'm like, it's my time to teach everybody and like get get their ish together, you know? Um, so oh, now I'm gonna lose my train of thought. That's also what happens when you turn 40. Um, <laughs> but uh, I've learned that like, if we just took a second, right, to breathe in the moments that we are moving towards these goals, that we would realize that there's so much happening within ourselves, changing, adapting, uh, becoming more resilient, and growing in different ways that if we don't stop to look at those beautiful moments, we're going to actually lose out on what we're actually achieving because it's so much more than just the end goal. Yes, it is so much more than the end goal. That is beautiful. That is so, that is a huge gold nugget of truth right there. And, you know, I that really resonates with me. I'm also an overachiever. And I think that it can be your greatest strength. It can also be your greatest weakness. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I'm proud of being an overachiever, but I also have to keep it, you know, in check because mm -hmm. ask myself, is this healthy? Is this for my highest good? You know, am I, am I burning the candle at both ends? Because that doesn't mm -hmm. serve me. And yeah. so um, I just, I really love what you said and, um, I just want to also ask, so when you were, um, when I was reading your bio about helping women discover their authentic purpose, I love how that is something you integrate into your therapy practice and into your coaching mm -hmm. and aligning with your purpose, because, you know, that is something to me personally that I have struggled with at times because, mm -hmm. and I think, it, I think this is so interconnected with what we were just talking about, about creating a life of success on your own terms. Some people, some women may not know what their own terms for success are. So yeah. um, I just want to ask, how do you help women discover their authentic purpose and align with it? And why is this important? Yeah. So first we have to figure out what that is, right? What are our values? What are we, what are the standards that we're holding ourselves to? And are they belief systems that we have that we may have to break down? Like, are these limited belief systems, you know, are there are thought patterns here that aren't helping us and they're just hurting us. Mm -hmm. Is it, are we trying to achieve certain things for other people, for the, um, for, um, you know, just for the recognition, what is it that we actually want and what is it that we actually need? And a lot of women, if you ask that question, they're like, no one's ever actually asked me that. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think I even really reflected on that. I just keep moving. You know, like I just keep going. I, I have to, you know, I have to complete this. I have to complete that. I, you know, I was told to do this. I'm told to do that. Mm -hmm. And we just keep moving in life. And and then we are, we sit back and go, we, um, we feel uncomfortable in our own skin at some point. And why is that? It's because we haven't actually taken the time to do that self-discovery and look at what is it that we really hold valuable? Do we even hold ourselves valuable? Mm -hmm. So oftentimes you're going to probably tell yourself, probably not. Because just based on how we treat ourselves, right? So once we start really looking and doing a deep dive in that, then we can start looking at our goals. We can start looking at our life. We can start looking at things that don't align how we're acting, 
is a huge one, like how we're behaving in society, how we're treating others, how we're treating ourselves. If, if we're, if our values are a certain way, but our actions aren't speaking that way, they're not going to, they're not going to work together. You're going to always be in, in conflict. So working on that, identifying it and tweaking where we need to, right. Changing what we need to do, recognizing being, you know, gaining that awareness, working on a day on, you know, every day, implementing mindfulness, implementing um, grateful uh, journaling, or just being, having a grateful attitude and shifting that mindset. And it's so crucial because that I think is a foundation for you to achieve whatever it is that you're looking to achieve. And that can be so many different things, you know, it could even just be achieving, you know, motherhood, achieving, you know, getting, opening up, you know, a startup business. It could be anything. Absolutely. Um, that was everything you just said was just so valuable. And especially, I, I love how you described how self-discovery can look because you I love the term self-discovery. I think it's so powerful, but you really went into, you know, detail about, you know, practicing gratitude and getting clear on your values. And um, I think that is so powerful. And um, I and there were I want to dive a little bit deeper into some of the yeah. other things that you said. One thing that you were mentioning was limiting beliefs. So mm -hmm. for some of my listeners who may not be familiar with what a limiting belief is, could you define that? Yeah. So we, um, all right. So my, my approach is in cognitive behavior therapy, which is the theory that your thoughts, emotions, and behaviors are all connected. Our thoughts are triggered by, you know, situations, uh, whatever happens occurs in our lives, right? Situations could be a memory, whatever, those thoughts are held by the belief system that we have about life, about ourselves, um, about situations, right? And those are created usually just through our life experiences. They could be trauma, it could be regular stuff. It doesn't necessarily have to be significantly like, um, you know, traumatic experiences for you to develop a belief system or a limited belief that doesn't work for you. Um, it could just be how we navigate life and, you know, it could be a bullying situation. It could be a, you know, a poor relationship. It could be a poor outlook that we have on our lives, uh, ourselves, I should say. And that turns into a limited belief system that we have because it's holding us back. It's kind of that nagging, like critic in our head that's telling us that we're not good enough. We're not worth it. Don't bother. Stop trying. No one's going to give a crap about what you have to say. No one, you know, th that type of language that is funneled all by our limited beliefs that we have about ourselves and then about our situations. And when we dive more into that, we can actually find what we have, you know, a set of limited beliefs that we have even about our mothering, you know, how we are as a mother, our, our, our journey as a mother, we'll, we'll find a set about being a spouse or being a partner. We'll find a set for businesses and, um, you know, careers and, and, and education, we'll find that we have a, almost a set, it all kind of has the same theme, but we'll have a different set for almost all these different categories. And that holds us back. And it's something that we're constantly, I, I, I know, because I work with it all day long, we're constantly fighting. Um, and if we're not identifying it and doing the work to break that down and really start changing the perspective, we can get stuck in that for a very long time. Yeah. What I tell my coaching clients is 
your thoughts create your feelings, your feelings create your actions, and your actions create your results. So if you want different mm-hmm. results, you have to start with changing your thoughts because right. you, I mean, you're going to mm-hmm. be in a loop. You're going to be stuck in a loop. Yep. And you're going to keep wondering, well, I'm doing all these things. I'm implementing all these new habits. Why do I, why can't I get unstuck? And it's the mental programming. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's your belief system. It's your thoughts. And you can change your thoughts. You have mm-hmm. the power to choose your thoughts. And I think that is where our power truly lies, is inside yeah, of us. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. So, um, so when going back to limiting beliefs, one Mm -hmm. limiting belief that I see that frequently pops up among single moms and I used to act even before I became a single mom, um, I used to also struggle with this to a degree, but I see it just as a really common thing is I don't have time. Mm -hmm. Everything that you were saying about the self-discovery, about over the the inner work that we're engaging in to right. dis- align with our purpose. If if there's a single mom listening to this episode who is thinking, okay, that sounds great. It makes sense, but I don't have time to do that. What would you say to her? Okay. I'm trying. I, I when I'm a, when I'm in my therapy mode, I'm very straight to it. So I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to no, curve that you, right now. <laughs> you take your time. You take your time. Yeah. Flesh this out. We, um, got, we got time. So what I would tell you is that I hear you. I definitely hear you because I'm there and I feel that. Um, and I don't know how I make the time, to be honest. I don't know how I make it, but I make it. Mm-hmm. I, and I have to find... So, so listen, doing, doing coaching or be, going to therapy. Yes. Is that an external piece that you have to participate in an hour of, of your time a week or 45 minutes uh, a week or every other week? Yes. But the inner work is something you're doing consistently throughout the day. It is how you're interacting with your world. It's how you're interacting with your child. It's how you're interacting with your partner or whoever your your whoever is around you and in your life, strangers, it doesn't matter. So all day long, you have the ability to make a different choice in how you're thinking. It is a choice every single moment. And I always tell everyone that I work with and myself, because I I, I have a two and a half year old, so I'm there. I'm in the thick of it. I always tell everyone that it doesn't matter when you catch yourself. As long as you're catching yourself and saying, I don't want to act this way anyway, anymore. I don't want to think this way anymore. I want to change how I am behaving, how I'm, how I'm being in life right now. That is the golden piece that everyone's missing because we sometimes will feel like a failure because we're like, well, we're screaming again. Well, we didn't have enough time to do this again. And, oh, we didn't ever, you know, fill out that application. Oh, we never, you know, finished that, you know, project. So why bother? Or it doesn't matter what it is that we're working through. When we catch ourselves feeling like, wait a minute, something's not right or crap, I did it again, stop judging yourself and start doing the inner work because it starts there. It doesn't take any time to do that. It doesn't make, you don't have to drive anywhere to go there to do that. It doesn't cost anything. And it doesn't cost a dime. It doesn't cost a dime and you will be so much more richer. It's not even funny. And you'll feel better instantly. Yeah, People don't realize instantly. Yep. Mm-hmm. This this is like an instantaneous pick me up. 
This mm-hmm. is it's so powerful. So, um, yeah, that was huge. And I think that what you reminded me of, you just pretty much described mindfulness in a beautiful yeah. nutshell. And I just think that when we are, pra- we're, you know, everything feels weird the first time we do it. And it feels intimidating before we do it, before we oh, yeah. set that intention mm-hmm. of, of di- diving into this new lifestyle, this new habit, this new change that we're bringing into our lives, of course, you know, we're going to put it off maybe. And, you know, some, some of us have the tendency to judge ourselves and that never serves us. And yeah. And so, you know, I think the way you described that just huge practice of being mindful and making changes wherever, wherever you, you decide you want Mm -hmm. to make those changes in your lives and your life. And I think that is, I think that is uh, such a powerful way to think about think about making those uh, doing that inner work and making those mindset shifts and making those and you know just that that was really powerful I really love how you um made it made it seem more doable because it literally any any, literally anyone can do it I mean we can we can think of all the we kind of overcomplicate things sometimes oh yeah that that is that is really powerful so how does mindset connect with strategic planning? Because I know this is something you specialize in. And, you know, as single moms, when I think of strategic planning, um, you know, mom, single moms are doing all the planning. We are the only oh, yeah. the ones in the house with the kids and not only planning for our meal planning and, you know, mm-hmm. what are we going to look like? How, you know, how we're going to have childcare so that we can go to work or go do this thing or you know, and then planning our next, you know, if we're taking our family on vacation, but then also we have to think about long-term planning because we're the ones, we don't have a partner that, you know, we're set up on their retirement or their health insurance, or, you know, we're having to, you know, and some, you know, there's just a lot of planning. And then you add on top of that, your personal development planning that's going to help you achieve your goals. So how does mindset and strategic planning connect? And um, just start with that and then I'll go from there. Yeah, yeah. So um, mindset covers a couple of things, right? So like we said earlier, our belief system, all that ties in together. If we have a, um, a, a mindset that's not a growth mindset, let's say, we're gonna mm-hmm. we're not gonna be resilient. We're not gonna be able to bounce back from things. We're not gonna have a um, balanced lifestyle. We're not going to be able to be creative in how we are planning, right? So mm-hmm. just like I said earlier about how like it doesn't take time to to do that inner work. Sometimes it takes that mindset for you to even recognize that we can be doing that, right? Mm-hmm. So when we are planning for our child, when we're planning for our life, when we're planning on things to do, what is our mindset in that? Are we, are we going through our days and like, this sucks, this is hard. This is like, are we in a despair type of mindset? Like we're not worth it. We're not, this is not working for me because it doesn't matter how much planning you do then it ain't going to get accomplished. And if you have a good mindset where you're resilient, you're saying, Hey, you know, this might be hard, but I'm getting through it. And you're doing that reflection and you're being mindful and you're saying, Hey, you know, I'm going to learn from this experience. I'm going to put this in place. I'm going to ask for help here. I'm going to look to see if I can, you know, grow in this area or learn this skill. 
that is the mindset that will actually help you plan things out and also achieve them in a, in a, in a, in um, the time that, you know, I'm not gonna say it's gonna happen quickly, but in the time frame that you're looking to do, because sometimes if we're already defeating ourselves and we have a, you know, a yucky mindset, I like to say, then we're not gonna, we're not gonna feel good enough to want to do anything or accomplish anything. If we're in a depressed state, despair state, a yucky mindset, we're not creative. Our brain isn't working that way. We're, we're telling ourselves all the bad stuff. So we're going to constantly be like, Ugh, I don't want to do nothing, whatever. It's like, fine. You know, it's another day, whatever. But if we have a, a mindset where we're resilient, where we're having that outlook that things can change, things are going to be fine. I'm going to work through this. Like I have the strength here. Then that gives us a little bit of motivation. It gives us a creativity which now opens the door for us to really fulfill our life's purpose and understand what that even looks like and start stepping and moving in that way. Wow. That's, that is true. And I love how you connected that, the purpose, the mindset and the planning. And then, you know, also when we start to make these changes, like we had talked about before and we have, we start cultivating that positive attitude, that positive outlook, not judging ourselves and um you know we can take we can take inventory of those small wins the first yes. few wins that we have you know we can we can write them down we can toot our own horn mm -hmm. and yeah we and can, we don't and though that, how often do we not i know right right and so <laughs> and i think that and, I, and i'm like why why do we feel bad about that why do we feel shame about that and i know it's cultural conditioning but still there's you know, we should be proud of ourselves and our accomplishments, no matter how big or how small. And I think that's a critical piece of keeping this going, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and so, uh, and, you know, if this is, and, it, and if you want to, I mean, you know, for me, this has become a lifestyle. This hasn't just been like mm -hmm. a, a means to an end. Yeah. You know, this yeah. is just like, because I'm always going to have things I want to do. I'm always going to have things I want to accomplish for myself, for my kids in different areas of my life for my health, you know, financially, I mean, different, all sorts of, you know, just things that I like to do and I don't want to, and you know, I'm never going to just arrive and be like, okay, I've done it all. And you now I'm going to got right, 30 right. years left in my life, you know? So I feel like, you know, that is just a huge part of yourself that you should develop. And mm -hmm. I think, I think, and, and once you start doing it, once you start, you know, keeping track of your wins, yeah. then that can snowball you know mm -hmm. one win a small win can lead to a bigger win and a bigger win and pretty soon your capacity to accomplish increases wouldn't mm -hmm. you would you agree with that I do I do agree with that because I say this so often too like even the little things were it's so funny because I just had a couple of clients the last couple of weeks say stuff like, like yeah so I, I noticed this but like uh, but then I went and thought this or like whatever you know, the specific thing they were talking about. And I'm like, wait, wait, but did you even notice that your, your mindset shifted? <laughs> like you, you, you just said, like, I, I stopped thinking this, but then like, I, I, I felt like, you know, whatever afterwards. And I'm like, but that's a win. Why are you not acknowledging that? You know? So I think so many times, like we are looking for these external wins where, you know, we, we get, um, you know, a promotion or we're, you know, or something in that manner. And we're not realizing that some of our wins can be us just shifting our mindset, us mm -hmm. not thinking that we're, you know, worthless at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, 
things like that are are still wins and that will continue to move you forward too because that that will start changing everything for you yes absolutely and you know i'm a big journaler i've been a journaler since i was like 12 years old and i mean i have I finally had to start tossing out some of my old journals because I was like accumulating way too many of them. But, you know, one thing that as I've grown in this area of mindfulness and growth and as I've adopted these things that I've started journaling, you know, my wins. And I don't know, I haven't really gotten to talk to you really a lot about myself, but I have seven kids. My oldest is just about to be 10. So they're all very young. I just, I have a baby who's three weeks old, actually. Mm -hmm. And he, he, yeah, he was just born November 19th and he was my tiebreaker after three boys and three girls. But in my journal yesterday, <laughs> when I was writing down my wins, I'm like, I took a shower two days in a row. And I was so proud of that. You know, so yeah. I think, I, you know, I mean, I don't think there's any, you know, any type of wind that could be too big or too small, you know, I mean, I mean, yeah. I, mean you have, I mean, it's momentum and momentum mm -hmm. is so important. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, and just moving on from that, I want to talk a little bit about rest and self-care mm -hmm. because that's something that also is a huge pillar of uh, my platform. And I think that it's so important for everyone. And it's something that single moms typically don't get enough of. And, mm -hmm. you know, we have to choose that for ourselves. And then also, I imagine with you working with overachieving women, this is something that you've probably um, have expertise in. So how does rest and self-care fit into living a successful life? And how can single moms make time to include this as part of their part of their lives? Yeah. So I, first, I want to touch upon self-care. And I want to just remind everybody that's listening. Self-care does not necessarily have to be a spa day. Okay. Mm -hmm. Self-care starts with that inner work. Self-care can be literally a breath. Taking a moment and taking a deep breath can be considered self-care. Mm -hmm. Anytime that you stop and start thinking about yourself for a moment, that's not selfishness. That's self-care. Oh, right? wow. That's good. It's just like when you're on the flight, right? They say that you have to put the oxygen on you first. I hate using this cliche, but it is, you know, it, mm -hmm. it's, it's true. You have to put the oxygen on yourself first before you put it on somebody else. Why? Because you're going to die by the time you get to them, right? So if you're going and going and going and you're not even allowing yourself and giving yourself the permission to take a breath, take a step away, even if that means stepping outside your house, going in your backyard or wherever you are and, and putting your feet in the grass, you know, it doesn't matter the the again it's it's not about the um magnitude or 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 the um let's see the word i'm looking for it'll come to me later um it doesn't matter how big the, mm. the thing is that you're about to do for yourself here it just it matters the action that you're actually even putting yourself first for a moment that constitutes self-care that could be listening to your favorite song okay that could be like I said, stepping outside, it could be taking a deep breath. It could be going through the drive-thru to Starbucks and getting yourself your favorite coffee. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? It doesn't have to be these huge spa days and vacations and, you know, these, these mindfulness retreats. It doesn't have to be all that. Those are all great. And if you can do them, go for it, girl. Like I'm, I'm right there for you. Right. Um, but it doesn't have to be. So don't hold yourself back from doing self-care because you think it has to be something that's 
you know, monumental for it to count. It counts because once you start allowing yourself, and again, it comes back to permission to listen to yourself of what you need. If your body is telling you that you need to rest, if your body is telling you, I need a glass of water, whatever your body is telling you, if you are learning how to be more aware of that and giving yourself permission to actually give it to yourself, you are going to be more successful because you are more aware of what it is that you need when you need it. And that is how successful people stay successful. Yes. Yes. I love everything you just said. And I love the last thing you just said. That is how successful people stay successful because burnout is a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and could you also talk about rest? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, is it hard as a mom? A hundred percent. Right. But I think sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves to be on 24 Mm -hmm. seven, especially when we're the only person being on 24 Mm seven, that we don't realize that there are moments that we can sit our butt down. It Mm -hmm. is okay. It Mm -hmm. is okay for you to go, you know what, tonight, we're all going to bed at eight, and we're going to chill and watch a movie and everyone's going to chill in my bed. And that's going to be how it is. It's okay. Again, it comes back to permission. Whatever you are listening within yourself of what it is that you need, if you need a break, if you need to walk away, if you need to go to sleep early, but you can't because the kids are still up, do what you can within your environment and allow yourself to take a moment. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, it's one of the hardest things. I, I agree. It's one of the hardest things to recognize. And it's one of the hardest things yeah. to actually give yourself permission to do, especially when you have little ones like, you know, demanding everything from you. Mm-hmm. But just take a moment and look at who is putting the pressure on you. Yep. And if you can change that perspective and allow yourself to maybe not live up to that pressure for a moment, I think you'll find rest. And to be honest, rest starts with our mind. If our mind is constantly active, if our mind is constantly thinking insecurities and thinking self-doubt and the inner critic and second guessing everything that we're doing, we are not going to find rest no matter what we do. You know, so it starts in the mind too. If we can quiet that mind, if we can get in control of our thoughts and be mindful of what we're doing. And when we're in the present moment, that's when we can actually feel rest. I mean, you can find rest in just taking a moment and staring at your child's face and watching Mm -hmm. how they are acting when they're playing. And I try to make that a regular activity for myself daily because even though I'm not sleeping and I'm not, you know, taking a break where I'm leaving the house, me watching her and seeing the joy in her face and the creativity and and the light in her eyes, it it brings joy to me. And I, and and peace and it quiets my mind as well so if anything else try that and see if that gives you peace of mind enough to feel rest but i hope i answered that question no that was awesome that was awesome i love how you integrated mindfulness and self-care and you know in my own and and everything you said about your thoughts and how that can create rest is so true. And I've seen that transformation in my own life. Um, you know, just, I mean, I spent a decade in a very toxic marriage. And when I left 
that marriage, I, I was, you know, I, I had been working on myself for a long time, but I was able to experience a lot of, um, a lot of shifts mentally and mentally once I, you know, got out of my own, but, you know, throughout my journey of learning mindfulness and learning how to regulate my nervous system, learning how to practice self-care, all those things. And, you know, it was just, I'd take one thing at a time and make it normal. You know, Yeah. if I was, if I just set a goal, like, okay, journaling feels good to me. That's self-care that I like. Okay. I'm going to journal four times a week, or I'm going to, I'm going to set aside time to do it. And you have to, you almost have to schedule that as a mom, as Mm a busy mom there. I think that you don't have, have to always, but I think that's an important point to consider is if you have a specific preferred self-care, um, you know, and, and you're having a hard time committing to it and you're feeling that guilt, just putting it in your planner, putting it, you know, putting a reminder in your phone and self-care doesn't have to cost money. Just like journaling and meditation are my two big go-tos for self-care. And I'm, and I really, I wasn't always at this point, but I practice them so much that right now I'm doing them daily. And it just, Mm -hmm. it's such a power. They're both such powerful practices in my life. Neither of those cost a thing. And I also have what I refer to as my boring self-care which is every day I make juice. Like I have a juicer and I juice carrots and celery and lemons and ginger. And that's my boring self-care because it's, you know, I'm taking care of my body. It's not, there's nothing fancy about it. And, you know, other than the cost of the produce, that's all that I'm paying for and having to take that ginger part and clean it, you know? So you're exactly right. It does not have to be a spa day, but if it is a spa day, that's great. And so, um, Anyway, so I just, that was, that was awesome. And um, one other question I wanted to ask, what would you say to a single mom who has big dreams, but who feels like that her success in achieving those dreams will always be out of her reach? Knock it off. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Knock it off because <clears throat> you are holding yourself back. You're telling you, you're, you're, you're already cutting yourself off at the knees, telling yourself you're, it's out of reach. Why me? Right. Limiting belief. Thank yeah. <laughs> so listen, listen, I'm a believer. I, I, you know, my faith is one of the, the biggest pillars I stand on. And I'm going to tell you right now, God has a calling on your life and a purpose for you. And you need to believe that too, for you to achieve anything. Like you have been given the biggest gift of all by being a mother right? If you feel like there's things out of your reach, look at your children and, and think about if they told you that if they said, Hey mom, I want to be X, Y, and Z, but I don't think I'm ever going to do it. I don't think I'm smart enough. How are you going to respond to them? What would you say to them? Are you going to be like, yeah, you're right. No, you're going to be like, <laughs> honey, you can do whatever you put your mind to. If you work hard, you can get it. I believe in you. I'm going to be here to help push you. I love you. You're smart enough. Don't tell yourself those things. So I say this to you that if in the moment where you are really feeling down and you're really defeated or feeling defeated, that you can't make it or do what it is that you are planning to do, ask yourself, what would I tell my child if my child was saying this to me? Mm -hmm. That is the litmus test for your self-talk. right there Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. is awesome 
And right when you when you first started talking, you said, knock it off. All, all I could think of was that Saturday Night Live sketch <laughs> where Bob Newhart's like, just stop it. Just stop it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If anyone's listening and you don't know what I'm talking about, go look up the Bob Newhart Saturday Night Live sketch. He's a therapist. And somebody's coming into his office and talking about their problems. And he's like, just stop it. Just stop yeah. it. And, you know, I'm sure as a therapist, sometimes <laughs> that you want to say that to your clients but yeah, yeah that, that yeah. was great that was great so um you know linda thank you so much for being on the podcast and i have one yeah. final question i ask all of my guests this question if you could give us a book recommendation and an affirmation for my listeners sure sure all right so the book that i'm going to uh, there's two books i'm going to give you go ahead one is the mind connection from they're both from the same author from joyce myers and I, even if you're not a believer, you need to read it because there's so much, so much, so much knowledge in that book that it literally, when I read it in my life, I was in such a state of insecurities uh, about myself and how quickly that made me shift my mindset was amazing. So I definitely recommend the mind connection from Joyce Myers. And also her do it afraid because sometimes we have to just dive in even if we don't want to and we're afraid. And that one is a really good book. And um, as far as the affirmation, I would say um, I am deserving of success and happiness and I am committed to achieving my personal and professional goals. I love it. Everybody write that down. That is awesome. And um. Linda has sent me the link to her Instagram. So I will be sure to include that in the show notes so that you can all go follow her. And thank you so much again, Linda, for being on the podcast. And I hope everyone has enjoyed getting all these amazing gold nuggets. Thank you so much for having me. This was so awesome. And take care. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If this episode has been impactful and meaningful to you, would you please leave me an honest review on whatever platform you're listening on? These reviews help me to reach even more single moms, and I take the time to read every single one. Thank you, and as always, choose your destiny and live it.